Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Andrea, you grab that side. I'll grab this side and we'll stretch this dollar. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, welcome back and welcome to Money Savage Further. This is George Grombacher. Our guest today is Andrea Warrock. She is a nationally recognized money saving expert, speaker, media consultant, and returning guest. I'm excited to have you back on. Andrea, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes. Well, I am, as you said, a money-saving expert, but my personal life, I am uh, a wife and a mom. I have two kids, three and under, two girls. My baby's actually just about to turn 11 months old. She's walking and running all around. Um, <laughs> and as a busy, busy work-from-home mother, I know everything that families go through, I go through it, especially when it comes to budgeting and money and spending. And just as much as I try to save and, and stretch my own dollars, you know, I, I make mistakes as well. And so hopefully everything that I learn from my mistakes, I can share with other families out there and other consumers. And I'm just passionate about helping people save money and also hopefully, you know, prepare for the future so they can live their best life without stressing about finances. There's so many other things that we stress about. I really hope to alleviate at least one of those from your life. Amen. I, I I certainly appreciate that, and we were. I I don't want to say commiserating, but uh, or or even or even uh, checking out each other's notes because, um, like everybody knows, that my wife just uh, just gave birth, so we have a three three week old. And uh, I said, and how, how old is your little one? She said, Well, geez, almost eleven months. I said, You got to be kidding me. So time flies, but. Yes, it does. And right now you're in the thick of it. But before you know it, baby will be crawling around and you'll just think, where did that time go? So, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's that, that is exactly right. It's all about it's all about working to set expectations. And we are coming into the holiday season. And like like you said, we have so much stuff to be stressed out about and worried about. If we could get a better handle on money, I think that that would be better for everybody. And I know that that over the years at certain times it's either been myself or my family or other members of my family have not been in a great position where we wanted to spend a ton of money on gifts so i wanted to get your take on that um what are your thoughts on that and 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 how can you communicate that to other members of your family yes i think that's so important to talk about first of all so many people get stressed out about holiday shopping in fact i saw a survey that said that 52 percent of consumers find the holidays to be such a big source of financial stress and people are worried about coming up with money to buy great gifts and they want to give the best gifts possible to the people they love but what we overlook and we often forget about this time of year is that the holidays aren't about spending money and buying gifts and finding the best deals it's really all about spending time with the people you love. So I would urge you to think about what the holidays mean to you and think about what your gift 
exchange process has been in the past and figure out if there are ways that you could change it to alleviate some of that financial stress. You may feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about it at first, but you'd be surprised to find that many family members will maybe feel the same way and they haven't stepped up to talk about it. So for instance, maybe instead of exchanging gifts with each family member, which be comes ridiculously expensive, focus just on the little kids. And instead of just giving each of the little kids a gift, do a secret Santa. That's what we do. We'll each family picks a name out of a hat and we'll give one gift to one child. So it's actually more of like each kid is giving another kid a gift. Um, so you can think about that also with friends, coworkers, there's other things that you can do instead of exchanging gifts. Maybe it's spending time together. Maybe it's doing an activity and that's even something that you can do with your family as well. Um, you know, that that's really what the holidays are all about. So set those gift expectations, speak about it early ahead of the season. So everyone gets on the same page. Um, and like I said, I think you'll be surprised that everyone's going to support that idea. Yeah. I think that's so important is that if, if, if you feel like if it's just a feeling or if you're financially not in a place where you can buy a bunch of gifts, just letting people know that because odds are, again, they may be, feel, they may be feeling it right now or they probably felt it in the past. So people will totally understand and they'll be supportive. It's just a matter of, you know, saying, hey, listen, I'm excited to spend the holidays with you, but we're not in a position to be able to buy presents for everybody. Would it be all right if we did a secret Santa or just did an activity instead. So, so I, right. I, I, and, I love that. And I think that's so important because for some families that may be the difference of being able to travel somewhere and spend time with their loved mm-hmm. ones. If they're not buying gifts, then maybe they can afford some of those other travel costs. So uh, I definitely would recommend that. And, and as we're talking about this, you know, just reframing, not just focusing on the financial aspects, but what really the holidays mean to you guys as a whole family uh, is something that, you know, hopefully you're just going to change the culture of gift giving in the future. Yeah, that's such a, yeah, I, that's a hundred percent right. It's really frame. What, what is it that's really most important about the holidays for you and your family? So I think that that's great. And obviously probably being proactive, um, as opposed to waiting until the last minute is usually a pretty good idea. So you have thoughts on that? Yes. So, okay. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about actually buying gifts because yes. It is inevitable to, you know, you're going to buy some gifts for your kids. Um, I know for myself, I always say my child doesn't need any more toys, but there's no no better <laughs> way to see them open up something that they've wanted so badly on Christmas morning or whatever holiday that you're celebrating. So what I always recommend doing is starting to shop earlier in the season. This offers a couple different benefits. Not only does it alleviate that stress that you might feel in December when you're trying to just get everything done at once. I know for myself, I'm busy with work. So when I wait to shop for gifts or just prepare my home and decorate my tree, if I wait to do everything till December, I'm just so stressed out. You don't want to be anywhere near me. (laughs) So, you know, that's one reason why you might want to get a head start on it. But also there's some financial benefits to it. It really helps you manage your cash flow better. So for a lot of people, they're waiting until that last paycheck of the year to buy all their gifts. And that's when they end up relying on a credit card and perhaps charging more than they can really afford to pay off, getting in debt and then carrying a balance. And of course, as we know, that means racking up interest fees and potentially maybe some late fees and just putting yourself in a deeper financial hole. So if you just shop, uh, maybe buying one little thing here and there, you can spread out those purchases and alleviate that financial stress. 
And I also find that it's almost like a forced savings plan because a lot of people are bad at saving money um, or they just, you know, just don't have the motivation to do it. But this way, if you're just buying that $25 gift every other week, it's almost it's almost the same effect as it would be putting that money into a savings account. Yeah, I think I think that that's excellent advice right there. And I for the vast majority of my life, I've always waited to the last minute and then would 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 definitely nine times out of 10 use credit cards to buy gifts. So once I eventually got married and became a mature human being because my wife, made <laughs> right. me, uh, we, we, we actually budget in um, saving for holiday gifts. So if you're in that spot, great. But if not, then yes, do exactly what Andrea has been talking about and spread it out. And so it's not just all in the last month. So I appreciate that. Definitely. Yes. And I don't know if you've been watching the headlines, but retailers are starting to release earlier Black Friday deals than ever. Now, maybe they're not as deep of a discount as Black Friday, but they're certainly really great sales. So, you know, there are plenty of opportunities to save even ahead of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yeah. No, it's a matter of keeping your eyes open. So, all right. And then I think you know, talking about growing families and travel and all the costs associated with that. It's, it's, it's amazing to me how people with big families afford it, but do you have tips or thoughts on, on how to get um, good travel deals or manage that? Right. Exactly. So when it comes to travel, first of all, I always recommend that the sooner you book your flights or even hotel rooms, the better off you're going to be because prices are just going to get even more expensive. But the other uh, thing that you really want to think about is using your airline miles from a credit card an airline miles credit card. So right now you could take advantage of a new sign up bonus. Maybe that's offering 50,000 airline miles. I know I was able to get that kind of a great deal with my United mileage plus card. I see those types of offers with American airlines, um, Southwest credit cards, whatever it might be. So look out for those. Now just keep in mind that you have to spend a certain amount of money, maybe within the first couple of months to qualify for those miles. But those can go a long way in getting you and your family free flights. In fact, I just flew to um, Italy with my husband and we flew for free using our airline miles. Every time I go to New York for the holidays, I'm able to get a free flight for my child and husband. Um, I usually don't, (laughs) I usually pay for my own flight because I end up doing something for work. So it's a tax expense, but we can really travel far by using those airline miles. So I really recommend that you look into a credit card like that. And if you are savvy and know how to manage your credit card, um, you know, you could take out, open up a couple different cards to really maximize those travel benefits. And you can rack up extra rewards this time of year with a little extra um, savvy use, credit card use. So what I would recommend doing is if you have a group gift, offer to purchase that group gift and ask people to send you cash through an online transfer payment app. Um, or maybe you are going out for a dinner or sharing an Uber or whatever it is. Offering to cover those expenses with your credit card is a great way to kind of rack up those rewards faster without actually having to pay for those rewards and as long as you're getting actually getting the money from your family and friends. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely correct. And of course, making sure that you are not rolling over the balances. Everybody who listens to the show well, understands that, is- that I'm a huge fan of credit yeah. cards. 
if unless you use them appropriately, um, which is what you're talking about doing, and if you're able to do that, the points are amazing. There's there's no two ways about that. So exactly. And one thing I just want to throw out there that I I forgot to mention was that it seems that credit card companies are kind of releasing these new bonus reward categories periodically. Maybe it's on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, whatever it is. You need to sign up to receive these alerts, but also you actually will be required to go into your online account and opt into those bonus categories for a lot of these different credit cards. So just make sure that you're looking out for these offers because sometimes it's for the things that you're buying on a daily basis like groceries, gas, or certain restaurants that you frequent often. So you may as well benefit from those extra you know, points per dollar spent. Got it. And is there a rule of thumb for the best time to buy a flight or to shop for a flight? Yes, there is. So typically, I suggest six to eight weeks before your desired depart departure date, that is the best time to buy your flight for the best prices. If you buy it earlier, it doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, um, saving you're not going to be paying more, but you might miss out on these little bit of uh, flight price dips. So I like to wait just about two months before I'm heading out. But also the day of the week that you shop for a flight, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, historically, you'll notice cheaper prices. I think it's mostly because the number of people shopping and going online to shop for flights dips. And so that's when you'll see a bit of a a boost in the discount offerings as well. So you want to think about that. But when it comes to the holidays, those typical rules are thrown out the window. So get on booking those flights and hotels ASAP. Probably sooner rather than later, for sure. Nice. So now that we've got, and I I shouldn't say that, it's been going on for quite some time, but now that we do have the new baby and it seems seems like there's always a new box of clothes being brought into the house that's been hiding somewhere and another one going out or there's somebody coming to the house and buying or selling something and all these different ways to resell stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. My, my, my wife's done an awesome job and, and, and I've used it as well. Things like the Facebook marketplace, but just wanted to get your thoughts on selling um, unused items or technology, stuff like that. Exactly. Yes. And this is the perfect time to do it. If you've needed some motivation to declutter, use the holiday season as a time to really put that fire under your rear end. (laughs) Um, this is, we, we know that people have so many items that they're not using in their home. It could be old baby items like, you know, well, I have now you, you need all your new ba- your old baby items, I but um, old baby <laughs> items, uh, toys, your kids are no longer playing with. Chances are you could find a box um, that, you know, you could just snag when they're not looking to sell <laughs> old appliances, your own clothing and tech. In fact, there was a survey by eBay that found that the average consumer has two smartphones that they're not using at home. Mm. I do recommend maybe holding on to one as an insurance backup. So instead of paying a monthly insurance fee, this way, if something happens to your device, you can have um, a replacement without spending any money. But selling all these items is a great way to boost your income because no matter how much you're cutting back, some people still just have these tight budgets and just don't have enough cash um, to find that wiggle room to pay for holiday travel, to you know pay for those few gifts that they want to buy or whatever it is, or maybe extra babysitting services to go to their company party. So selling your items online. There's so many sites. You mentioned Facebook Marketplace, which I love because uh, I like that social aspect where I could check someone's profile to know who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Plus, they make it super easy by using the message 
messenger app where you can just um, reply really quickly and they have these like pre-filled reply forms already. Uh, there's also OfferUp, LetGo. There's ThreadUp.com, which is a site for selling women's clothing and children's clothing. Now you don't make as much money with that site, but they make it super easy because they send you a clean out bag. So instead of you having to post pictures and actually manage each listing, they will just take the bag of items that you sent them and do all the selling for you and will take a portion of the sale. But an easy way to sell stuff. So, you know, take some time to look around your home. Now, this can be an overwhelming process. So break it up into a few different days. One day you could spend looking and, and pulling all your different items, uh, separate them per category and figure out which sites you want to post on and then take some pictures. And then the last day you can spend, uh, you know, writing out the details and actually submitting the sales. Um, now, if you do an auction site like eBay, I would just recommend that you post or schedule the sale to go live when people are typically shopping. And that might be in the evening, sometime between five and 9 PM Eastern. Got it. I love it. And that is a very real thing. If you've not, uh, if you've not tried to uh, to do the things that Andrea just talked about, you can make a good amount of money, and certainly every little bit does help this time of year. So, well, if it's not reselling reselling stuff that we're not using anymore, uh, you can always get a side hustle. Yes, uh, and you know that's obviously such a popular trend, especially in the person, personal finance community. But we're seeing so many more consumers really looking into different options for boosting their income, even stay-at-home moms who are looking for a way to make some extra money without really interfering with um, you know, taking care of their kids. And there are so many things that you can do, even if you have a busy day job. You don't have to give up nights and weekends to work a retail job um, or you know, pick up these demanding clients that ends up taking away all your free time. There are flexible things and flexible side hustles that you could do that really work within your schedule and kind of you could do from home effortlessly. So one that I find is really fun is dog sitting through rover.com. They say you can earn up to $1,000 a month by just dog sitting in your own home and you make your own schedule. So you just decide which nights and weekends really work for you. Of course, if you have a dog or kids, you can schedule a meetup in advance with the pet that you're going to be babysitting to make sure that it's the right fit. But um, an easy way to make money. You can also double your side hustle earning potential while you're dog sitting. You could do some freelance work. So if you're a web designer, maybe you have some social media marketing strategies, look at flex jobs or Upwork to find some freelance gigs. Um, or you can even just do something like taking online surveys. This you could do through Swagbucks or survey junkie you're not earning a tremendous amount of points but enough to maybe earn a few gift cards that you could then redeem towards holiday shopping later this season and if you think about just sitting on your couch or watching your kids playing or commuting to and from work on a train or even waiting for your to take off at the airport you have so much downtime that you can take those surveys even on your phone amazing thousand bucks a month watching somebody else's dog i love that why not yeah. <laughs> someone who's always wanted a pet but didn't want to take on those yeah. expenses. why not make some money while you have some fun time with uh, someone else's loving dog i was literally visualizing in my head a bunch of dogs running around in in, in the side yard of my backyard that's hilarious yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm training your kids for sure yes yeah that's maybe not a terrible idea anyway uh, you know, so, something that popped into my mind in, in advance of our conversation today, knowing you were going to come on, and and so I thought, how much, like how big of an industry is 
wrapping paper and and greeting cards because man that is a pet peeve of mine and it's kind of a weird thing i don't like spending four or five dollars on a card and i researched it's over 15 billion dollars andrea i don't know if you knew that or not but what that's got to be a pretty easy way to save money right there is to maybe wrap your paper differently or wrap the gifts and, and and make your own cards that's a pretty simple thing Yes, it is. I mean, when I go to a store like Target or, or whatever retailer I'm going at and I look at the greeting cards, I, I mean, I've, I've actually conditioned myself that I don't even go to buy any cards there. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, to spend $7 on a greeting card, that's crazy to me. I, I mean, the note, what you write inside the card is definitely really special for someone's special celebration. Maybe. But you can write that on any kind <laughs> of paper. It doesn't have to be an expensive card. So the dollar store, I always make a trip to the dollar store every couple of months and stop up on cards for the different celebrations that I have coming up and you know you're looking at buying two cards you know two cards for a dollar so they're 50 cents each and a lot of them are great there may be just discontinued styles that you know greeting card companies are no longer selling at mass retailers yeah I think that's a huge one right there so well Andrea thank you so much for coming on again where can Savage Nation learn more about you Yes, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be on the show. Everyone can follow me at andreawarrock.com. You can also find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Keep it really simple, Andrea Warrock. That's where I'm at, and I'm posting daily savings tips and strategies. You can also check out my most recent articles that I write for various personal finance and lifestyle sites, as well as all the TV segments um, that I do throughout the year, especially leading up to the holiday season. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrea your appreciation and share today's show. The friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to A-N-D-R-E-A-W-O-R-O-C-H.com. Check out all the great resources that she has. Thank you again, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me on and good luck with your littlest one. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Every little bit helps. So. Yeah. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show what's up savage nation please support the show by subscribing leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it come on